Alright. Alright, gentlemen, are we ready? Let's do it. Ready again. Okay. going to take the cheap and easy way out and talk about what we've done for the last two years. <laughs> talk about what we've talked about over the past two years. <laughs> so, I've been trying to to, to uh, figure out a way to define this for people, because either we are entering our third year, or we're in our third year, depending on how you want to quantify things. We're in our third season, officially, because I delineate season by the year that the episode comes out for my own sanity's sake. Uh, that way, I when I organize my my folders on my on my hard drive, I can just be like, okay, twenty. This is the twenty eighteen season, season three. Okay. Um, I think season's probably the better way to go because then we have that freedom. Well, we in, in which case, our ways. yeah, our anniversary is still in the middle of a damn season, but that's okay. Uh, season one had like twelve episodes. Season two had nearly fifty two, and season three is shaping up to have about thirty. To 35 so because we're going to every other week <laughs> the, the solution here going forward will be to just have a season retrospective instead of an anniversary retrospective yeah but the anniversary retrospective is fun well then you're going to have the same problem yep each time so isn't it fun have fun figuring that out yeah <laughs> so we're going to uh, we're going to reminisce for a little bit and I'm going to have gotten a text message and make sure that it's not something important it is not something important it can wait and okay. beyond just reminiscing, there'll also be some things will be from you know obviously a while ago. Yep. So <clears throat> there'll be things that have happened, you know, time to play games or yep. reflect on movies and additional viewing or whatever mm -hmm. the case may be. Yep. And there may be some you know some new fresh stuff to kind of come from that. Indeed. So first, we thought since we're doing a retrospective, why don't we do a retrospective of some of our favorite spoilers of the week? Um. My my brain always goes back to the to I think might have been our first spoiler we have we'd have to check but it's definitely the oldest spoiler we have which is Roseblood was the sled. Um, other classics include Southern Greenest People. Southern Greenest People that one just came out recently. Um, the Titanic sinks. Yep. Um, King Kong. They, falls King, off they the kill building. King Kong at the end. I think isn't technically didn't that movie come out before Citizen Kane? I'm not sure. To the internet, I suppose. Well, yeah. remember, there have been King Kongs after that. This is true. So it can be, you know. Yeah. And then we had... Um, Darth Vader is Luke Skywalker's father. Mm-hmm. Always a good go too. Which, that one is... Uh, well, I guess it's right up there with the Rosebud thing, because that's one of those mm -hmm. spoilers that everyone knows, regardless of whether they've seen the movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> of course, there aren't many people that haven't seen the original Star Wars anymore, but... They yeah. still exist. Kong came out in 33. Citizen Kane came, came, came out in 41. Yep. Although, it should also be pointed out that Rosebud being the sled really was a spoiler because you had to think, sit through the entire movie right. to, get, to get that because... He because when he dies at the very beginning of the movie, spoilers. Um, <laughs> Gasp. He says, "Rosebud." Right. Drops a snow globe, and then the opening credits run, and the entire movie is actually framed around 
trying to find out what his final word what meant. Which I guess you Which got, then turns out it was a stronger slept. case for that being the significant yeah. spoiler because everybody knows that King Kong you know, yeah, and gets defeated. In yeah, the and, and the thing was, there wasn't also a question raised at the beginning of the movie of will King Kong be defeated? Is it more like, oh hey, here's King Kong. Oh hey, he climbed the Empire State. Oh hey, he fell off. Right. <laughs> Pretty much. How not so? Mm-hmm. Um, and then of course there's it's a cookbook. Yes, to serve man. I'm not sure we've actually done that one. Is the funny part? We cut, I think we cut that one. That Metaphor hours. Yes. Yeah. Spoiler section. Yeah, so meta. We're going to do that one in the future. Uh, um, so, yeah, but before we do our... Before before we reminisce for a while, um, we do have news to cover. Fortnite and Geek. Yes. The news since the last time... Since our last episode. Um, <laughs> I'm going to take the lead and say, holy crap, guys... Spider-Man on PS4 is really, really fucking good. Which you, um, it's, you don't really need to specify because it's the only system it's available for. At present, and it very well may be, may remain exclusive. I'm, it's hard to say. I think Sony had a hand in actually producing it, so yeah. I think probably it will, but one never knows. Perhaps Insomniac had some sort of interestingness in their contract. I don't know. <laughs> in any case, it is an exceptionally good game. Um... A lot of people have been interested, have been kind of derisively saying, well, it's just like Arkham Asylum, except you're Spider-Man. To which my response is, so? Arkham and Asylum was a really good game. I was going to say, and this is a problem because... <laughs> also, if it's, if it's the first one they're comparing it to, that's a terrible comparison because... It's a lot Arkham more like Asylum, Arkham City. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Arkham, Arkham Asylum was very, was very small. And yeah, and you're closed, yeah. You're, whereas Spider-Man, you're swinging around the whole friggin' city. So. Yeah. Um, you could compare it to Arkham City, I guess. It's still yeah. the point still stands. Yeah, people are like, it's one. Of, it's like one of the Arkham games. <laughs> yes, it is. You're right. Isn't that great? Because you know what, the Arkham games are really good. When you play the Arkham games, it feels like you're controlling Batman. Also, I never understood the concept of like, <laughs> oh hey, this other game like established a mechanic or refined it to a ridiculous degree, and now another game is doing it. Therefore, that is bad. It's like. Hello. So, does that mean that ever since Diablo was released, no one can ever have a Diablo-esque action RPG again? I because know, Diablo right? did it first. Because oh. no one's ever done that. <clears throat> also, one should point out, Batman didn't do it first. You know, the first game that had had that had Arkham style, so so called Arkham style combat, Spider-Man Two on the PS2. Ah, that's <laughs> some real ironic full circle. <laughs> Yeah, I guess you're right. Come to think of it, it had similar mechanics with the counters and shit. yeah, because yeah. it was all about you, you hitting, hitting. Oh, Spider Sense going off, got to dodge. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. If anything, Batman lifted it from Spider Man. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? It's a really good mechanic, and it works well. Yeah. And in the Spider Man game, it's you don't. It's not like playing. You, you don't. You aren't playing as Batman. Yeah. In a Spider Man game, it the feel is. Different, like in the, in the Batman in, in the Arkham games, you feel like you're controlling Batman. In this right. game, you feel like you're controlling Spider-Man, who controls completely different from Batman. And also, it's just one component of many yeah. awesome components. Of a well, no, I, like picture. people people have been derisively being like, "Well, what? It, it's an open world game where you stop crimes and do side missions and find collectibles." It's like, yeah, that that's every uh, that that's every it's open world true. game that's ever been created. Yeah, that's crackdown. Um, I that's mean, fable. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, yeah. I mean, this, those are two very different feels. Like 
Batman and Spider-Man, mm-hmm. especially young Spider-Man, because this is young he, Spider-Man. Well, he's not. He, he's he's graduated from college Spider-Man. He oh, is okay. young. It is young adult Spider-Man. Okay, so it's middle of the road Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, like, but we're like talking like 23, 24 year old Spider-Man. Yeah, so relatively here. young Spider-Man. Because you know he only graduated college five years ago. At eighteen. No. Uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, but, Spider-Man's awesome. Yeah, Spider-Man's really hit, got, you got a PS4. Good. You should already own if, it. Yeah, with you. It, like the only, the only complaint that I have heard people level on at it is that. If you're not running it on a PS4 Pro, it only runs at 30 frames per second. Now, I don't like. I I don't get why people complain about frame rates unless they're in like the teens, yeah. or if they're massively inconsistent. If you get a solid 30 frames per second at all times, your eyes get used to it, and it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I've got it on a PS4 Pro, so it's running at 60, but that's still beside the point. I would still be enjoying myself at 30. Um, there's, the some, other, there's some difference, but... Yeah, but it's... It, I, I don't get why... I, I don't understand why people get up in arms about it if they couldn't find a way on the hardware to get it up to, to, to get it up higher or keep, or keep it consistent. Well, yeah, I mean, the other option is you don't get the game if you don't have a pro... Like, I, I agree that the yeah. response is disproportionate, yeah, I, well, it's for me, frame like what the exact frame rate is ne- has never mattered nearly so much to me as how consistent the frame rate is. Right. And you don't get frame drops with this game. Yeah, consistency is key. Um, and like no one's been reporting dropped frames. Which I'm sure is why it's at yeah. 30 frames. Because exactly. they didn't want it to because be. They couldn't get, because they couldn't get the engine to run it at 60 consistently. If you're swinging well, around. And here's the thing standard frame rate for film. Four frames per second. Yep. Although, that like a lot of people say that that's stupid. But then also, the eye doesn't see in frames per well, it sort of sees in frames per second, but it also doesn't. It's complicated. Yeah. yeah. But beyond beyond about twenty four frames a second, the eye does not see the pause. Yeah. Um, that's more noticeable in games. High frame rates actually get, make me dizzy, uh, because like I, I I don't know I see I I. It, every high frame rate looks weird to me, but that's also beside the point. It's not getting too much of a rabbit hole yeah. here. The yeah. only point is Spider-Man's yeah. good. Spider-Man's yeah. great, and also Play for people who uh, hate, like uh, some, the other thing is like if you hate quick time events, you can turn off the quick time events in this game. Yep. Um, if you don't like button mashing, there's an option to let you hold the button instead of mash it for uh, prompts. Yeah. This is really nice. These are good accessibility features because, like, some people can't do quick time events very well. Yeah. Some people, like, their wrists won't let them mash buttons very hard. Like, mm-hmm. me, I did it because I'm lazy, but it's still. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Spider Man 4. Or Spider Man, PS4. Really good game. <laughs> so, um, that was my gushing. What else do we have? Uh, speaking of Neil's gushing, we have. Uh Yakuza, or, well, not Yakuza officially, but a, the developers behind Yakuza, Sega, mm-hmm. setting a new game in the Yakuza universe that is just referred to as Project Judge so far. Yep, it looks... Uh, I, I only heard about it just now, but it looks pretty interesting. Insert, here comes the judge joke here. Yeah, well, somewhat, yeah. I am the law. <laughs> law. Uh, apparently it launches in... 
uh, this December on PS4 and will be hitting the West sometime in 2019. Um, uh, let's see, what else? Michael, the keeper, the keeper of the notes? Uh, well, there's the Neverwinter Heart of Fire uh, Penny Arcade-themed module coming out on November the 6th, which I'm very excited about because I've been a huge Penny Arcade fan ever since 2000, almost almost the entire time they've been out. Uh, they've been a thing. Of course, you know, they've, they've grown to a whole gaming empire. Yeah. And they used to just be a couple of people in a cheap apartment fucking around playing games and throwing a you know basic comic up every, uh, well, three times a week. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, they've, been re- they've remained remarkably consistent over the years. Yeah, yeah. I, I respect that. You know, I, I feel like despite uh, all of the various things they do now, uh, they've, they've created their own video games, they have multiple annual conventions, mm-hmm. all this stuff that they've, they've expanded and hired more people and done more things and all these side projects and stuff. They still, the, the actual core comic is still hilarious and is still put out like clockwork. Uh, even when things happen, they have you know they have their little uh, emergency comics that they throw up, or the you know uh, guest artists and stuff if mm-hmm. somebody's sick or on vacation or whatever. Um, but yeah, I've, I'm a huge Penny Arcade fan. And basically, the premise for this, for people who aren't aware, um, one of the things that they've done over the years is Acquisitions Incorporated, which is one of the earliest D and D podcast slash streams, which itself has uh, expanded. There's a regular weekly stream that they do now called the C-Team that uh, Jerry Holkins, one of the two co-creators of Penny Arcade, is the... Tycho, for those of you who don't know. Yeah, Tycho, for the uninitiated, um, uh, is the DM for. And uh, so Acquisitions Incorporated, they have this... uh, They have a running gag where they have interns that they treat like garbage and people get, like, killed trying to try out the team and all that. so that's the premise is that you are trying to become an intern for Acquisition Incorporated and hijinks ensue and they have uh, they have actual uh, core people from the Penny Arcade team uh, Mike who's Gabe Mike Rahulik and uh, Jerry um, playing their D&D characters from Acquisition Incorporated as NPCs and uh, a couple other people from the Penny Arcade uh, company and it just sounds like it'll be a lot of fun and good sense of humor and all that um, one so. wonders why are they always hijinks why are they never low jinks <clears throat> or mid jinx. Yeah. I don't know. Or just jinx. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like whelmed. Yeah. Right? That's a whole other. Although, that's the thing. Actually, whelmed does mean overwhelmed. It's a li- it's literally a cinnamon. cinnamon. Kind of like ravel and unravel. Which just makes it even stupider, in my opinion. But, <laughs> okay. Um, so, yeah, that's the thing. To ape off of that a little bit. Um, uh, Path of Exile had is trying out its first infinite dungeon. Catching up with Diablo 3 in that regard. It's kind of fun. Not going to say much, just like, if you know Path of Exile, you know I play it, and right. it's fun. Yep. It's like, do you like Diablo 2? Do you like free games? Play it. Yep. It's, it's one of those games also with a, with a free-to-play economy that is entirely fair and reasonable, and yeah. the type of game where I don't mind give it, paying them money. Yeah, I'm always happy to plug a game that does free-to-play right. Yeah, you know, it's always. I feel like they always deserve some kudos. The only like, the only thing that I could, well, no, actually, really, I've never, I never came close to filling up any of my stash tabs in the game. The only thing that you could potentially complain about is that you only have ten character slots without having to buy more. Only ten. <laughs> so only two. On There's a lot of game games that are like only two or three or four, but yeah. So. 
Yeah. Next on the list. Oh darn. Um, <laughs> another quick plug here, uh, not plug, but just mention. Um, speaking of the, the uh, trend of remasters, um, The Last Remnant is getting a remaster for PS4, which I think is kind of funny because that game, if I recall correctly, didn't do that well. It was just kind of there. Wasn't it a PS2 game that made by Square? Um, no, I think it was PS3. It was made by, by Squeenix, yes. Square Enix, but I think pretty sure it's PS3. Yeah, yeah, that's right, because it was out for 360, so yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it was that generation. I remember thinking it looked pretty, but PS3. like... It just, it seemed kind of generic to me. Like, there wasn't really a hook. There wasn't really a thing that drew me in. Being like, oh, hey, that looks interesting. It was just like, hey, look, guys, another JRPG made by Squeenix. Okay. Uh, I've had plenty of those, thank you. Well, um, <laughs> the, the market is kind of, like, hurting for JRPGs right now. There's been, like, two or three... <clears throat> Did you ever think we'd be in a place where we'd be making that statement? I know, right? Isn't that weird? <laughs> it's like, for so long, there's such a glut of them. Okay, so J and JRPG. Japanese. Japanese. Oh, okay. There's all Basically, think of it this way. Uh, typical, or I don't want to say typical, but a, a common popular Western RPG would be like, a, like an Elder Scrolls or a Fallout, and a common JRPG would be like a Final Fantasy or a Breath of Fire. It doesn't have to be this way, but typically the Japanese ones tend to be more linear and the Western ones tend to be more uh, open world. Right. There are obvious exceptions mm-hmm. and differences, but as a general rule, yeah. that's that tends to play out. Um, um, so yeah, that's a thing. Shadow of the Tomb Raider just released recently. It looks really good. I'm going to hold off on getting it because I've got Spider-Man and Path of Exile. Yeah. And that's a pretty full plate. There's no reason to put more on my plate at the moment. Right. Yeah, Spider-Man alone will keep you busy for a very long time. I'm like 60% of the way through the game, but that's because I'm doing everything. I could have probably beaten yeah. the game by now if I was just running from story mission to story mission. I think that's part of the fun is just kind of, you know, exploring and yeah. taking your time and all that. It's about, I think, maybe a 10 to 12 hour play if you're just blitzing the, the story. Yeah. yeah. I've been playing it for like two weeks, for like a week and a half now, and I'm about 60% done, but I've also got 30, but I've also got... Um, 60% of the backpacks and uh, most of the suits. So other AAA gaming news, Red Dead Redemption 2 finally got a release date, October 26th. Mm-hmm. This year, actually this year. So uh, just, you know, month and a half basically from when we're recording. Uh, let's see what else we got. Uh, apparently the iPhone... 10s as Apple wants us to call it, or XS, which I'm sure the internet will be calling. It's forever. much. It, it, that's a that's a much more funny name. Yeah. Yeah. Just released this week. Um, oh. It starts at a thousand dollars and goes up from there. That's the basic. Version. That's the yeah. basic. That, that is indeed excessive. <laughs> yeah. In excess of one thousand dollars, if you want more than that, that's if you want sixty-four gigabytes. But here's the thing, um, with the with the XS. For the 10s or however Apple wants it said. I'm just going to call the XS. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> or with the Max, there is a 512 gigabyte version. That is ridiculous. With expansion slots for another 512 gig. So yeah, they have enough room on that thing for a terabyte of memory. What are you doing with that? Especially what? with all the stuff that's cloud these days. I know. And, and I'm going, my computer has a terabyte of memory, and I don't use all of that. When you have more memory on, or at least storage space, I guess would be the term, on your phone than your computer, that is the definition of excess. <laughs> I 
so right. very fitting. And, and, and the 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 XS Max has like a six and a half inch screen. I'm thinking, why not just call it a tablet and be done with it? I do think it's funny how it's a tablet you can make phone calls on. <laughs> right. It's funny how we've trended like from small phones. Mm-hmm. Big phones to small phones to big phones, like the trend right. just keeps like it's this weird it's, circular, it's like, like a, yeah, an Urbos or whatever you yeah, call yeah. that. The Urbos, Urbos, <laughs> yeah. The phone eating its own screen, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Oh yeah, and and oh, I mean, if Apple had a podcast where they, and I'm just like thinking, is there a cult at Apple? Yes, because Apple is a cult. Yeah, Apple is. <laughs> <laughs> I love how Mike and I both are on the screen. <laughs> they're on the screen talking about things that are just like, what? The new Bionic 12 has, you know, and what, just throwing. Well, throwing a, what is funny is Mike has an iPhone, too. Yeah, I, I mean, I never really had a dog in the fight. Like, you know, I just. It was time, like, it was time for me to get a smartphone, and I'm like, I. I'm not a big smartphone guy. I'll get something I know is going to serve my needs, and I don't have to be very. I mean, I, I'm not exactly tech illiterate here. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm doing a geek podcast, but at the same time, like because I hadn't never really used a smartphone regularly, I'm like, all right, I'll just get something easy that I know will do what I need to do, and uh, yeah, it's fine. Um, but now, like over time, I'm like, okay, I think next time I'm ready for a. Uh, probably Samsung Galaxy. You know, it'll be some Android variant, but yeah. it's like now that I've. Now that I kind of know what I'm doing and I know some of the differences and what I can get out of it, it's just like, yeah, I'm not a, well, especially with these recent, like, ridiculous missteps with like, hey, we're going to take out the headphone jacks and make you buy, buy an $80 pair of headphones and we're going to, we're going to, we're going to announce Did these. the XS bring the headphone jack back? Because that would be hilarious. It's the XS. What do you think? <laughs> yes? No. Oh. It I, comes with them. Oh, it, com- it comes with the earbuds. Okay. Right. So they just charge you up front and say you're, they're doing you a favor. Right. Here, I thought it would be really funny if, like, you know, the XS Plus, the only difference between it and the and the XS Plus and the XS <laughs> is the XS Plus will have a headphone jack. It's, it's like the whole new Coke fiasco. Right. It's like, hey, guys, no, we brought back Classic. Right, no, <laughs> but it's not the XS Plus. It's the XS Max. And the difference is, like, it goes from, like, 5.8 to 6.5-inch diagonal screen. Watching, I, 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 I mean, I can understand like if you do a lot of video streaming on your phone. Uh-huh. But you know what? I have a computer. Yeah. When you, know, when with, you have a computer and a tablet, like why? with with a yeah. with a twenty one inch IPS screen. Why? Like, unless I am not home. Mm-hmm. Like that's the only time I would stream video on my phone. Right. Well, and, and and the thing is, is that like I said, I was, I was watching the podcast. A friend of mine had it on. And she's like, oh, I'm gonna, you know, she was going to get up at two in the morning to um, to go in and 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 pre-order, not order. Oh my god! Pre-order. Jeez, her phone. Getting in line for the pre-order of the phone is cr- that's just crazy sauce. Yeah. And, and but then the I hate pre-order the, culture. Here's the in here's, general. Here's the thing: in order to get yeah. up at two a.m. Her carrier had to get uh, people yeah. to come in. I heard carriers were, were. I gotta go get some out of the car. Uh, were basically offering up to fifty dollars an hour. Yeah, that's to come in. And I'm just like going, Apple paid that because you got a whole center full of people. Yeah. You know, when you think about that, that's fifty bucks an hour that they had to have paid. Apple well, it's interesting pay. because it's like 
it makes sense because they're basically like, okay, this is going to be a big event. There's going to be a ton of publicity. We're going to be under a ton of scrutiny. And our most loyal, dedicated, money-spending fans are going to be there. So it makes sense that they put this like premium value on like how efficient and how well everything's done. So they're willing to pay through the nose for the people that are there doing the doing right. the grunt work, you know. Oh yeah. And then here's the thing. Even you know, it's like if you have five thousand people, but they make fifteen thousand pre orders, they're still making a thousand dollars a phone. They can afford that shit. Right, right. Um, yeah, because not like the phone costs more than about eighty dollars in China to make. Right. Per unit. But yeah, I'm just sitting here thinking, oh my god. But yeah, oh well, yeah, to get the point. The bottom of the podcast are going, and it does this obscure little stupid thing. Clack 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 clack. <laughs> you know. Yeah, they could say. Anything. To which a lot of Android users will be would say, "Yep, our phone did that, that two generations back." It's <laughs> yeah, like, oh, water resistant screen. Yeah, I've had that for three years. What else you got? <laughs> yeah, what, what do you got now? We just added yeah. retina, re- retina scanning. Uh, my S8 has that. Uh, right, right. <laughs> and now it's got the OLED screen. Basically, oh, like the seven. It's getting to the point where if you want to find out what the new hot features on the next Apple device are, just look at the current generation Android device. Yep. Right. And or look at generation. At least one or two of those Android. things will be the hot new feature. Which right. I mean to be fair, Android has a bit of problems because sometimes because frequently it will implement too early. Right. So I'm not trying to be mean to Apple for taking its time with this implementation, but it is funny to me. Well, right. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, here's the deal. It's, it's about how you present it, right? Yeah. Right. Because if you if you just if you just make a decision as a company, like you know what. Um, kind of like how Blizzard will polish a game till it shines, like mm-hmm. you know, to a ridiculous extent. Yeah, it's like, okay, you know, so Apple made this decision to hold off until you know hardware, you know, A or hardware B to implement feature C. But when they announce it, they act like they're God's gift to phones or something. You're like, and, and, oh my gosh! And here look is at this, this thing we just came thing. up with. Isn't it awesome? No, we just we just came up with it the other day. What was it like? Dream. The ten was like and introducing NFC payment options or something. Well, they were like so facial we, recognition, like it was this big deal, and it's like yeah, it was like my Galaxy's done that since. Yeah, now. it's like come on, yeah. guys. And, and you know they're going. I was like, you know, it's like thirty percent faster on your, you know, or and there's like six point five billion. To, uh, you know, uh, uh, does it show that we don't like Apple? <laughs> Right, and the thing is, well, the thing is, Apple and I've tried using iPhones. There's nothing wrong with them. I no. just can't get the interface. I don't really have anything against Apple per se. I have a lot against people who use Apple products and think that that makes them better than you. Right. Well, that's where it's yeah. The, I mean, the cult of Apple is why I hate Apple. We're just describing people right now. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of like how you can love a band but hate diehard fans of that band yeah and right. like you can love a game and hate diehard fans of that game or a franchise mm-hmm. or anything else like for example we all love Star Wars here to varying degrees there are a lot of Star Wars fans that we do will not like yeah, yeah. yeah the same thing with Star Trek or Harry yeah. Potter or anything yeah. or and, Doctor and Who like you can any fr- fandom yeah it's full of terrible people my, pro- my problem is that the <laughs> Apple fandom has poisoned the product for me at this point that's how much I hate that right and that's fandom. yeah I get it there's a certain point where you, it gets hard to separate the two yeah. and you just can't do it anymore right. yeah. anyway let's not get too so, much yeah, into that 
the only other thing I have here is uh, Henry Cavill's announced as uh, Geralt, uh, The Witcher, and Netflix is The Witcher, which is going to be coming out at a TBD time. And Apple's producing a show called The Witchest. Sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. The Witcher has always been a has always been a funny word to me. Well, to bring it back to Penny Arcade, yeah. uh, you can look up in the archives a very great comic where they they make fun of the ridiculousness of the name and title of The Witcher, yeah. and they talk about like witch and witching and witcher and witchist and all yeah. the, all the all the like grammar behind it. it's pretty funny. The Witcher the the Witcher's Witchersist. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty great. Which is kind of funny because it's a Polish. You know, so. Yeah, no, it's it's really just the one who witches. But um, in any case, <laughs> um, in. Sad news, Burt Reynolds died. Although he had a pretty good run, 82, I yeah. believe. He's 82 yeah. years old. Mm -hmm. And in a slight correction of last time's sad news, Gene Wilder is dead, but he died in 2016, not two weeks ago. Right. Yeah, so, it may sound like he just died, but yeah, he, was, he was in the news because of, I don't know, some estate it, thing well, or something. It was, I think it was in the news because it was like the anniversary of his death and somebody decided to commemorate it and it got reshared because uh, everyone was like holy crap Gene, he died when did this happen the answer was two years ago um right unlike the unlike the whole thing where somebody said danny trejo was dead and i was like no 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 that dude's gonna, machete's gonna live forever well the, the the hoax death cycle doesn't last nearly as long as it used to anymore yeah because everyone's on social media yeah because it's like five seconds later the actual person's like no, I'm alive. <laughs> I'm still here, guys. Well, that I remember uh, Gabriel Iglesias <laughs> does a thing about getting called by his mom asking him if he's if he's dead. It's like <laughs> I, I think it was maybe it was one of his friends. I don't know, but it was like, "Hey, I heard you were dead. Is that true?" No. <laughs> no. I would just be like, yes. And then make them make the calculations in their head. And it's like, oh, wait a minute. No, that's where you go. I heard you were dead. Is that true? Briefly. It's similar to the whole, like, are you awake? No. <laughs> or, as was actually said out loud, at a chess tournament I went to when I was in high school, raise your hand if you can't hear me. <laughs> wow. <laughs> now, I, mean, I don't think the person realized <laughs> just what he had said, but but half of the room laughed at him. <laughs> like there, there, it wasn't like ha 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 no, it was like <laughs> you're an idiot. <laughs> oh, speaking of hearing things, I finally got a chance I'm, I'm in the middle of listening to the Demons of Prince on audiobook. Yeah? Plug plug plug. Yep. Uh Charlie Thurston does a good job. There are some places where I'm going, uh, that, that character wouldn't sound like that. But then also, listening to someone else read my work, I'm going, I use that word a lot. <laughs> well, you know, self-reflection. Right? Well, it's one of those things, too, where it's like, you know, with books, everyone has their own, like, uh, imagination about how things look and sound and seem, because you're just reading the text. So it's like, there's always going to be some level of that, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like, yeah, that's the, that's the important thing is... If you're doing a good job capturing the, the essence of it, then there you go. Yep. All right, so I think we've covered the news. Yep. To death. Literally. Yeah, it's kind of an odd way to put it considering how we ended. Yeah, well, <laughs> I didn't really think of that. Too late. No takesies, backsies. Well, I mean, I could. I, I have the power of editing. But... Well, let's not beat a dead horse. <laughs> 
So anyhow, retrospectives. Reminiscing. <laughs> a look back in fond nostalgia. It is hard to believe that two years have passed since this project began. Indeed, right? Because that is true. Yeah. No matter how you want to count the nu- count things, I just paid for the renewal of the uh, of of the website for the second time in August. Well, I looked at the dates of uh, episode zero, episode of Opportunity Library Con, and yeah. episode one uh, MCU Marvel yep. Cinematic Universe. Uh, the episode zero, as it was, uh, was uh, right after Library Con, August the twenty eighth, twenty sixteen, mm-hmm. and we had September the 9th, two thousand sixteen for the uh, date on our. First official official episode. Man, episode zero sucked. <laughs> we were just starting. I didn't know what I was doing at the time. Yeah, it's kind of None interesting. Of like, it, it's it's why I leave it on the website. Like I could completely erase it from our history. Well, it helped serve the but, purpose, right? Yeah, kind of got your feet wet, and then episode one was yep. not a total train wreck. Episode right. one <laughs> followed the format pretty well, and yeah. we kind of established many things. Yeah, I think uh, that's that's probably a worthy thing to spend a little minute on is uh, the first episode, right? I think it kind of set the general... I started so subdued. Hello, Internet. <laughs> Never since I've been like, Hello, Internet! <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, <laughs> Billy Mays here! <laughs> yeah, it, goes, it, goes for, it goes from... Uh, you go from Hannibal Lecter, Hello, Internet, to... <laughs> to you know, to uh, Billy Bill- Mays here with, uh, with our podcast is really accurate. Yeah. No, actually, I'm thinking more of Gomez Adams. <laughs> hey, that, that is that is a comparison that I am that I approve of. Indeed, indeed. You know, Gomez and Mort- and uh, and uh, Morticia Adams had the most healthy relationship like ever p- portrayed on film <laughs> or on TV. And somebody somebody compared that to a BDSM relationship. And going, no, you ruined it, man. <laughs> I, you know, it's a pretty accurate comparison, though. I, I can't argue the logic, uh, right? Except. Mm, Maybe. Well, okay. If you watch the Adams family, when does Morticia elicit the most ah uh, sound when she they have her on the rack? You've done this before. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do find it funny how. Well, yeah, that's a whole yeah. rabbit hole. But in any case, point is, Gomez Adams. Adams family. That, Adams that's worth awesome. visiting in October. Yeah, uh, that'll yes. be a fun episode. We should yeah, that yeah, be, Adam's yeah. episode. I'm on board for that. I'm on board for that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So, um, yeah, episode one, we were, you know... Sat around that table over there. Yes, <laughs> which everybody can see. Yeah. <laughs> That's the table, if you will. It's round. It's made of wood. Very table-like. Holds Currently, things. it's covered in shit because I haven't used it for, like, anything in a while. Neil's lying. It's not covered in shit. It's covered in trash. Yeah, it's not covered in fecal matter, rest assured. <laughs> covered in junk, stuff, clutter, but not shit. But yeah, there's a, there's a lot of uh, a lot of things there for kind of laying the, the found work, uh, the founding mm-hmm. found work, really, the foundation, the groundwork, you know, or as I like to say, found work. <laughs> Actually, kind of works though. Our our inability to focus on, on a uh, on a subject yeah, very long. <laughs> the things we don't do anymore. What what Neil's drinking? Yeah, um, that's. Mostly because for a while we moved to uh, to Wohees, and then also we moved it to the middle of the afternoon. And as much as it may have seemed like it in, at the time, because I got a bit drunk in a couple episodes, 
I am not an alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> well, and a lot of times the things you were drinking, we were drinking too. <laughs> yes. Yeah, when you when you record earlier in the day, it gets harder to justify the what alcoholic beverage am I consuming? Yes, let's segment. let's we, see. We can bring it back. What stupid hard cocktail am I am I drinking right now? And the thing is, is I've got to have, I've got to you know kind of pat ourselves on the back for our integrity. Because we could make shit up and go, what's Neil drinking today? <laughs> Completely not have you drinking a damn thing and have you just bring out a recipe I and mean, then say, well, we're recording this at 5 p.m. Yeah, no, I could, we could do that. That thought had never crossed my mind. I but, think authenticity is important. But one, one, and speaking of authenticity, if we ever get to the point where we actually have advertisements, mm-hmm. One of the thing, one of the things that I am pledging here and now, and I've always pledged to myself, is I will never advertise for something that I don't believe in. Right. Or so use. I would, yeah, or use like, so I will like if anyone ever says, hey, we want you to advertise this product, I was like, well, I need to, I need to try it out before I advertise it. That's what we can do in two weeks. And similarly, um, I would never want to give a recipe recipe for a cocktail that I had not at least tried. Right. And when I ha- when I when we tried out the sweet Antissa patient, <laughs> um, that was horrible. It was a bad drink. It was. We kind, of, we kind of found out like as we were consuming it, like mm. like this is just not good like at yeah, all. It's, no, yeah. Maybe uh, it was because I bought cheap ingredients. Maybe it was because I don't know. But then again, there was you know then there was then again there was the slow gin episode. Yeah. Sometimes things just don't mm. mesh. I love slow chin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's a whole other segue with, yes. you know, cocktails and such. But um, yeah, and then, well, uh, when did we, do you know, do you, <laughs> man, it's funny, thinking back on some of the stuff, it's like, I don't remember when this actually happened. Uh, when did we, do you know when we established the uh, spoiler of the week when we started doing that? I don't know. I think it's organically happened. I'd have to, I'd have happened, to. I think it happened after the first year that we've been doing it. Mm-hmm. Kind of in the second season. I'd have to, have to go like, back to the archives. I'd have to yeah. go d- dig through the archives and be like, "Oh, hey, this is our first spoiler of the week." Which we'll yeah. kind of have to do anyway to not wind up repeating spoilers. Yeah, eventually, eventually. we're going to have to do an archive binge and go through and write down every spoiler we've ever spoiled. Well, we eventually can always, run out. We can always divvy it up. Yeah. yeah, I'll do you know a third of it. You do a third of it, and a third of it. Yeah. Fortunately, spoiler of the week does come rather early. Mm-hmm. So this is true. It's not too hard to find. Sounds like a personal problem. Um. <laughs> <laughs> and similarly, like we established the this week in geek, um, which I that missed, came a bit later, didn't that it? That came this season. Yeah, and I, I like the fact that we started, you know, including geek news and things because it's fun to try and keep up on that. Even though I do a very bad job of keeping up on that. Well, not only that, but uh, you know, there there are a lot of episodes where someone may not be as invested for a particular movie or show or game or franchise. Mm-hmm. And then you still have a reason to listen, at least part of it, and hear some new stuff and takes on things that you may be interested in. Right. Because that's the thing. Geek is a pretty broad thing, you know. There's, right. You know, now with our, some people are going to be interested in other stuff. Right. Now, one thing we've done from the beginning, I think we've done right, as I recall, you know, because I'm old and, and senile, um, is the spoiler-free part of movie reviews. Right. Yeah, and I really, well... That it went back to our first movie review, which was the review of the Magnificent Seven. Right, which is still one of my favorite <coughs> episodes, by the way. Was, I think that was a really fun episode. It was a lot of fun to do, and a great movie. Yeah. yeah. 
and wanting to talk about a movie before we spoil before like wanting to, t- to talk in general terms about a movie <clears throat> that's one thing that a lot of like YouTube reviews have always irritated me about they've been better about it recently but like a lot of times with like you re- see a a five minute review of a movie on YouTube it's loaded with spoilers and I'm like well shit now I don't have to see the damn movie right Whereas, you know, you can spend 5, 10, we tend to spend about 20 minutes, say, talking about just the things we liked in the movie. That don't spoil that, the That, like, yeah, this actor was really good, and man, th- these visual effects were great. Yeah. I wish more people would do that. Right. And also, how accurate or inaccurate was the trailer? Yeah. That's, that's another interesting thing to mm-hmm. talk about. <laughs> like, I remember Rogue One, like... It was completely... There were so many things that were in the trailer that did not make the final cut. And most of those, I'm glad. Like, for example, I'm not a big fan of the... This is a rebellion, isn't it? I rebel. Like, yeah, that was, <laughs> that was so line. fucking stupid. Yeah, I was like, that's like, a dumbass Because I was excited about that movie, and then the, they said that line, and I literally cringed. I was like, Ugh. Right, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm like, did they bring George Lucas back to that <laughs> one scene? Hey, George, can you punch up the script for us, buddy? He <laughs> <laughs> doesn't just bang up job on those prequels. Oh, man. Oh, Maybe God. working something about sand. <laughs> I mean, you know, we are on a desert planet here. Sand gets in everything. Yeah, yeah. gets everywhere. Lucas, he gets everywhere. They were that that scene theoretically happened on Yavin, didn't it? It's not a desert planet. It's a no. jungle planet. Um, oh What's yeah. What's Mike yeah. drinking tonight? <laughs> what, is tonight? Mike drinking? what are you drinking? <laughs> oh God. Okay, now, there's a catchphrase. What are you drinking? <laughs> Got milk. What are you drinking? Well, I was in fact drinking milk a second ago, but um, but yeah. Anyway. Although that just reminds me of uh, of one of my favorite little throwaway things that happened in a movie that we actually reviewed this season, yeah, uh, which was in Solo, when what's her name goes in and beats up the guys and was, what the hell was that? Terrace Cassie, I learned it from. Z- oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, great deep cut, and it's like it doesn't really it doesn't disrupt anything. No, no, movie. it's just a real quick but, throwaway yeah, line. When she said that, I was just like ah. <laughs> For those who, who aren't quite as uber Star Wars geeky, Terrace Kasi is an established martial arts form in the Star Wars universe that uh, was mentioned in, like, EU material. And there's actually a game, a fight, 2D fighting game, a la Street PlayStation Fighter, game the first called PlayStation. Masters of Terrace Kasi. Star Wars Masters of Terrace Kasi. Yeah. So I was, yeah, that was a super nerdy thing. Yeah, it was, great. Was, it was really, fa- it was fantastic. And you never wanted to take Luke or, or Han or Leia, which were playable characters, because they didn't have weapons. Everyone else had, like, even the Gamorrean had an axe. Yeah. And, you know, Luke and Vader had lightsabers. Yeah. How's that fair? Anyway. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah well, about trying to balance a Star Wars fighting game is a fool's Arden Lynn, who was interesting in that, but she had an interesting kick. In any yeah, case. Um, yeah, Solo was just, it was just a fun movie. That uh, and By the way, uh, that, that's another thing I wanted to touch on, is um, if anybody had anything off the top of their head as far as, like, things that surprised them uh, in, the, in, the, in the, the run we've had, that was one of the things that surprised me, is how badly Solo did. Like, 
Yeah. I, I knew that uh, I knew that it probably wasn't going to do as good as they thought it would because they totally screwed the pooch on like the marketing and advertising and like the, of course you had the stuff the the issues with the with the process itself of having to change directors and yeah. all that stuff. But well, that and, and you had it. You had a fandom that was basically going, you know, basically bashing the movie from the beginning. Well, yeah. The, the, here's the thing. It was also a movie that nobody asked for. Yeah. They just kind of like, hey guys, we're doing a thing. It's Star Wars, so you better like it. And a lot of people are like, mm, I don't really feel like I need this movie. Especially after so many people didn't like, what was it, The Last Jedi? The yeah. episode eight, yeah, yeah, the yeah. last Jedi, think, which oh, was a perfectly like, fine movie. I feel like it's a bit overblown, honestly. Yeah, you but, hear about how much people don't like it a lot more than people actually not liking it. Yeah, and you know the whole like vocal minority thing. Yeah, yeah, I, I think that's what it is. But at, at the same time, even with a vocal minority, you had a very vocal minority who were going, who you knew were just going to trash the movie Regardless. from the beginning, going to give you horribly bad press and reviews. Why don't you let that? Like, why don't you let that calm down a little bit before you release your movie four months after the after the one that that people got pissed over? Well, not only that, you can't predict that, but you can predict Star Wars fatigue when you release a big episode movie, and then less than six months later, you release uh, another Star Wars friggin'. I mean, it's like, first of all, Star Wars every year is enough as it is. Like that's you're you're milking it pretty well at that point. That's but then kind go, of over milking it in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. Now, granted, there's only so much milking. <clears throat> they are they're mixing it up and they're not you know official. Admittedly, it's movies. that weird it's that weird alien milk from uh, from number, <laughs> from episode eight. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that that Luke gets out of a giant sea cow space sea cow thing. and drinks it while glaring at Ray. <laughs> that was like I've never seen someone drink milk in a hateful manner. <laughs> It's hard to pull off, but props to Mark Hamill. It shows how good of an actor he is. He managed yeah. to pull off the hate milk drinking. Yeah, yeah. Right. And, and I'm sorry, you know, it's it, like trying to slam a cell phone. It doesn't work. <laughs> right, right. You know, how do you hang up a cell phone? You know, angrily. But like, Break it. It's like he 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 wipes he wipes the milk mustache off with such a vigor. He's like, like he's mad at it. Take the mustache off with it. You can hear the growling. Anyway. He's a, you know, he's got a, you know, part of well, his regular some point mustache. I expect, is you know, at some point I also expected to hear the Joker's voice come out. Of yeah, well. <laughs> yeah. That, but that's, that's the thing about Solo is like, I, I was one of those people who were like, hmm, this movie seems completely unnecessary. It was fun. But I will still see it because I love Star Wars and I love Han Solo. Yeah. And I yeah. saw it, and yeah, it was a fun, good movie that's worth watching. So it's right. sad. It makes it extra sad that they screwed it up so bad as far as like getting butts in seats. You know? I'll tell you what I want. I want a TV series focused on Lando played by Donald Glover. That, that would be pretty dope. That would be at like, like a 30-minute TV series. And just have it be the random hijink of the week. <laughs> um, I could I could watch thirteen episodes of that. I'm not sure how long it would how well it would last as like a, a I feel extended like a mini series would work. Yeah, a mini series. Yes, that would be the right fit. Yeah, yeah. Do a Lando Calrissian mini series. I'd watch that shit. Or web or webisodes, man. Uh, <sighs> yeah. So couch is more comfortable than chair. Uh, yeah, we're on, we're kind of on the theme of movies right now, so let's let's go down a few other notable things. Um, of course, we did Rocky Horror. The uh, that was uh, that was this last year, yeah. And we didn't actually do an episode on the first movie, but we did an episode on John Wick Chapter Two, and uh, mm -hmm. yeah, we we didn't talk about John Wick One because uh, 
it came out before the podcast. Yeah, pre-podcast, yeah. Yeah. Right. But, uh, but everyone had seen John Wick is like, dude, we need shit. Yeah. Like, well, no, I, oh, yeah, well, that was, that we had our first, like, get together and watch I'll watch movies. the movies. Yeah. Thing. yeah. We watched Buckaroo Bonsai and we watched John Wick. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We still need to do one, we still need to get Wookiee to sit down and watch the Shawshank Redemption. Oh, uh, yeah. 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 Yeah, we should have another movie night. Yeah, but yeah, John Wick franchise, pretty awesome. And third movie, I'm not, I don't recall when that's coming out, but it's supposed to be sometime next year. I, I think, think it's, er, I think in like early next year. It's like yeah, late quarter one, early quarter two. Yeah, I, I want to say like around February, March ish. It's I, called I think John Wick Three Parabellum. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Prepare oh. for war. <laughs> Speaking of um, things that that I geeked out about and I didn't bring up. There was a game that came out last year called Hellblade: Senwa's Sacrifice. Hellblade's really damn good. Yeah, for it's, those who are who suffer from certain mental illnesses, mm-hmm. it is a way to understand. For people around people who have, it is a way to understand what those people are going through. Yeah. Also, it's one of it, it's uh, one of what I hope will be a um, an emerging trend in the game market. Uh, a so a so called double A game. Oh, yeah. It's not a triple A game. Right. Uh, it's made on a much on a smaller budget and is a, and is more compact in its in what it's trying to do. Right, right. More focused. And only costs 40 bucks. Yeah, that's I think that's the that's kind of the like uh, ideal solution in my opinion for a lot of those issues with the game industry because it's like you get into territory where it's an overbloated budget and like the games get Nobody wants to, it's kind of like movies, right? Nobody wants to take a risk, so they do the same old crap over and over again. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, people are paying $60 for games that aren't worth $60. And the double the A thing is great. And there's got you plenty know, of indie options, as is. Like, the indie scene has exploded, and it's, yeah. that's great. But there's not a whole lot between indie and triple A. Yeah, indie, te- indie tends to be dev- defined primarily, partially by usually 2D, 2D graphics. Yeah. Um, sort of hand-drawn, not very much rendered. That's the other thing, is there's That's not a whole the, lot of graphical middle ground between, like, retro stuff with indie and then the current bleeding-edge craziness, you know? Yeah. And Hellblade, Sending You a Sacrifice, was a 3D game that looked like it was probably, like, that looked like it would probably run on a PS3. Mm-hmm. Um, the nice thing about that, too, is... But it was a good game. If you take graphics that they still look good, but they're dated... You, you already know how to do them properly, so you have less bugs and like frame rate issues and all this other stuff. Whereas if you, people are constantly pushing the envelope, trying to squeeze as much juice out of like a particular console or whatever is possible, there's more likely to be those issues during development, you know. And they still did mocap for the game too. It's like yeah, like the the facial facial animations were still really good. Well, the other thing about having a, a more modest budget while not not while not being an out and out indie game is. You know, you have to kind of decide. Okay, where do we want to like put our eggs here? Like, where do we want to like you know, what basket do we want to put our eggs in? Like, do we want to focus on, you know, like the art direction, the voice acting, the strike? You can kind of you know, you have a limited resource, and you have to kind of be like, okay, you know, how do we do this efficiently, and how, what do we want to focus on for the game, for the experience of the game, as opposed to just like the AAA thing with like your Call of Duties or whatever. They just kind of have a blank check, and they just kind of kind of throw stuff around haphazardly. Now, that's not to say that some of those, like, you know, franchise games can't be good. I mean, there's a reason they're selling well. Uh, but, you know, you know what I mean. Like, necessity is the mother of invention. Kind of like how Deadpool, the first Deadpool movie, 
uh, was kind of a double A movie in a sense. Like it had a decent budget, but it wasn't like a big tentpole thing. And then of course it sold like gangbusters, and the rest is history. But some of that came out with some interesting like solutions for their lack of budget. Like when Deadpool forgets his guns, mm-hmm. you know, and it just works, you know. Well, <laughs> Deadpool, being Deadpool, could lampshade its own budget. Right. It's funny how I never seem to see more than the two of you here. <laughs> yeah. It's almost like it the studio couldn't afford any other actors. <laughs> yeah, so almost like the studio could only afford two X-Men, huh? <laughs> and that was a great bit in the sequel, uh, where they're all like hiding from him in that room. I love that. He's in the I mansion. completely missed it when I was watching in the theater. Did you did you watch it again yet? No, I haven't. You should rewatch it. Yeah. It's pretty great. That's the uh, oh, other shit balls after all. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Great soundtrack, Dolly Parton, folks. Um, any other uh, particular significant movie stuff you guys want to touch on? Mm. Well, um, this last year was when the Alamo Draft House opened in Springfield. <laughs> yeah, that's significant for us. Like, hey, look, we have joined civilization and now have an Alamo in our neck of the woods. Yeah, and, you know, it's been significant for me because I've spent so goddamn much money there. Yeah. Like, what did Neil go to see at the Alamo this week? <laughs> what did what what did Neil drink at the Alamo this week is the new segment. Hey, they, they actually, I, I claim full responsibility for their adding a, sp- a specific cocktail to their menu. Which is? Uh, the Corpse Reviver number two. Ah. I claim that I am responsible for that, even though I probably am not. <laughs> well, I was talking. That's the beauty of a claim. Yeah, I was talking to their bartender, and I was like, "Here's a question: You guys have any absinthe back there?" He's like, "Yeah, we do." It's like, "Sweet. Do you have any absinthe cocktails?" No. You should. You should add the Corpse Reviver number two. It's my favorite cocktail. It's like, mm-hmm. how do you make that? I was like, "Well, you wash a glass with absinthe, then you mix equal parts uh, Lillet." Uh, Cointreau um, gin and lemon juice, uh, shake over ice and put into the thing, and then garnish with uh, with an app with an orange twist. He said that sounds really good. <laughs> About four weeks later, yeah. <laughs> the yeah. corpse survivor number two was added to their menu. I think it's a fair claim. I think, yeah, that's you know, I, you know, correlation. Even if it's not true, it's very believable. Yes, it's, right, it's right. entirely believable it's that I am responsible it's the appropriate for that. amount of time yeah, for them right. to actually like go through the process and decide if they yeah. want to try it or not. And how much is it going to? And how what's, what's our price point? It's going. It's the most expensive cocktail they have on their menu. Right. But, well, and, and but and, that's because it's also made with four damn liquors. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you know you've got the correlation causation thing. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Right. <laughs> <laughs> this happened after that. Therefore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Post hoc ergo proper. Right. So let's see. Well, I'm, Rogue One was a good one, and I really enjoyed that episode too. That's another one of my favorite episodes. Yeah, mm-hmm. a lot of good, a lot of good. Like, uh, I mean, yeah. Well, the Rogue at the end One of the day, episode. Yeah, yeah. At the end of the day, it's just a Star Wars movie, quote unquote. But there's a lot of cerebral stuff there. There's a lot of stuff to kind of unpack and analyze. Yeah. yeah. And I, I feel awesome because it was such a different Star Wars movie. Mm-hmm. A lot of it was like you know like grittier and like a war movie that happened to be Star Wars instead right. of like a Star Wars movie. Mm-hmm. Like it was where Eagles bit. Dare, the Star Wars movie. The what now? Where Eagles Dare. Oh, okay. Star, yeah. Star Wars movie. Right. Yeah, and I think I think we had the mo. I think on that one we had the most consensus on all the things. That's true. Yeah. And uh, quick spoiler alert: this is a gigantic spoiler for people that have not seen Rogue One. Um, everybody dies at the end. 
Yeah, which that's I, the most un-Disney ending ever. Which was a really right. great. I give them props for them to have the balls to do that. It was a very magnificent seven sort of ending. Right. Oh, well, well, even more than that, because people survive. Yeah, magnificent, magnificent seven, seven. Three people get to live. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Well, and yeah, in Rogue One, yeah, the whole team dies. But you know, it. it, it the thing is, we knew the ending to Rogue One to an extent. Back We're in still... 1976. Well, yeah. Which was, <laughs> they get away with the Death Star plans. <laughs> but many lives were lost. <laughs> well, none of them were Bothans, so it was up in the air. Okay. Yeah, no, the Bothans didn't show up until the second. That's one. true. That was a reference <laughs> to the Death Star, second Death Star. Yes, right. many Bothans died yeah, for that. Yeah. Why do we use Bothans for anything? I said four Bothans <laughs> to get me coffee the other day. <laughs> All dead! <laughs> there's, a, there's another great uh, plug for Penny Arcade. There's an old comic where uh, it was... Uh, the TLDR version is there were there were, there is a silliness going on in in the Star Wars uh, uh, Star Wars Galaxies MMO so old school um, there's like some in-game protest something which is really dumb because you're paying them to protest their product but anyway um, and they started flinging uh, there is people were getting flung into space and so they had like a Palpatine they're going start as you just like teleport them into space and the little a pencil pusher is like okay, uh, and, then, <laughs> and then he's like, in, in other news, this and that, and he's, uh, he's like, uh, what, what about this other issue? And he's like, just start killing boffins. I'll tell you when to stop. <laughs> I just thought that was such a great line. <laughs> just stop killing boffins. Uh, but yeah, I, I think that's when we had when we had the strongest consensus. Okay, so question: Which one do we think that we all disagreed with? Oh, that's a good question. That's a fun question. Disagreed on which one? We yeah. had at least the most different opinions on. Right, the most varied opinions on. Yeah. Uh, um, gosh. Because okay, I think Magnificent Seven we had some pretty strong opinions on. I disagree. Uh, well, we were. We 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 still agreed mostly on that. I think. Right. For the most part. Um, Rocky Horror. There was some. Of course, I think I just just. This uh, different from most people in that one because I grew up with it. Jeez, uh, I don't know. We, we, I don't know. We tend to have generally on the same. We page. tend to have mostly comment similar opinions because most of us are typically on board for seeing movies. I feel like and uh, we have similar tastes. Most of the times where we disagree the most is just things that incidentally are brought up, not the actual theme of the episode. Super orphan fight. Yeah, that's what, oh. I, that's, what I, that's what I was thinking. And BBS. my friend Kevin just stopped listening to this episode. <laughs> Which was not, that was not an episode in and of itself. No, this is true. It's just a thing that's been brought up on occasion when we talk mm-hmm. about, you know, tangential stuff. But right. No, that's, he that's he also apparently stopped listening to our, uh, to our Star Wars EU episode because apparently we got a lot of stuff wrong. It's opinion-based, Kevin. It's also non-canonical now. Yeah. Also... <laughs> also we're trying to remember everything off the top of our head for the most part. Well, you can't memorize uh, 20 years of uh, glorified Star Wars fanfic? What's wrong with you? Right? <laughs> well, and we lost it again. But <laughs> <laughs> and this is coming from someone who really enjoyed a lot of these. Yeah, right, yeah. So, you know, we, we, you know we, we kid out of love, you know. Right. But yeah, I think, well, um, Justice League was the one, one of the ones we had a lot of. A lot of. Yeah, there's a, I think I there's a dislike Justice League. Well, because I, I, I remember you being more on the fence on the DCU. Well, yeah, I Super didn't Man. like Super Orphan Fight. By the That's... way, I just want to make an observation here. <laughs> I think the trend is the thing that we've disagreed the most about is DC-related stuff. Right. Or in, in, more specifically, DC mm-hmm. uh, screen-based set movies. We all movies. really liked Wonder Woman. 
Yeah, yeah that was definitely wouldn't... consensus there. Yeah, yeah, Gal Gadot and uh... I went and saw it twice. That was so, how much I liked that it was movie. Really good, it was a damn good yeah. movie. I didn't see yeah. Justice League twice. Occasionally, I'll come across uh, someone online saying that they found the movie boring, and I'm like, what? what? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, uh, okay. I am very much looking forward to Aquaman. Like I don't see I'm how like too. I mean World I'm War One. Well. I just it boggles my mind. So much happens in that movie, and there's so much action. I don't know how you could possibly find it boring. Right? Yeah, and you could not care for that style of whatever. But like to call it boring, I that just I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Well, did you go in after drinking Nyquil or something? Now, if you were watching a movie like say a Star Wars prequel, where half the movie is them talking in rooms, okay, I could understand that. I don't like sand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gets everywhere. But anyway, yeah. Um, so back to what we were disagreeing on. Yeah, um, I guess. Yeah, there was there was a fair we, amount. We of tend to be a little divisive on, on DC. My problem is, I want DC movies to be good, but I can't lie to myself right. and say that they are. Yeah, no, it's good that we don't, you know. And I have trick ourselves standards. into thinking it's better than it is. I have lower standards when it comes to being entertained. Suicide Squad, I think, is a good example, right? Didn't we have some pretty big differences on that yeah. one? Yeah. Differences well, I don't know, but my opinion is that Suicide Squad is a really bad movie. Uh, yeah, I tend, I generally agree. It was poorly shot and poorly edited, and it was too dark. Did, Not like in terms literally. of atmosphere, but literally. Dark, like you need a mod needed, to duct tape they, the flashlight. Yeah, they needed dark. more yeah. light <laughs> in that movie. Yeah. I couldn't see what was going on half the goddamn time. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Uh, I feel like, despite itself, it's enjoyable. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Very- it's like a B movie that you're yeah. like, yeah, I had fun watching that silly movie. Right. right. But it's like if that's if that's if that's what you aspire to, there's something wrong with you. Yeah. Like these are these are big names, big characters. You were you were here for our so bad it's good episode. Oh, was uh, that? Did that make the cut? It didn't. No. But what? But one of our main one of our criteria for so bad it's good is that you typically have to aspire to be. Better than you are. Oh, okay. But like, so you don't you don't ever shoot for being a movie that's so. And bad. they clearly didn't aspire to that. You make right. a movie. You, you try to make the best movie you can, fail miserably. <clears throat> so right. theoretically, it, it would actually meet those criteria. Right, and 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 I think yeah, that one part of the criteria was not only attempt to be better than you are, but actually think you are better than you are. Yeah. Like um, it just did from outer space. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Suicide Squad was just a huge missed opportunity. Yes, it was. Yeah. It was a swing and a miss. But hey, if a good Harley Quinn movie comes from it, that's nice. At yeah. least. Although I don't really have faith. I know. I like. I like. I like Margot Robbie as. as, uh, as oh, she was amazing. Harley. The writing is what I'm concerned. About. I didn't like Jared Leto as the Joker, and he could have been left out of the entire fucking movie. Yes, this is very much the whole like Indiana Jones is not important to the plot of Raiders of the Lost Ark syndrome. Because <laughs> the exact same thing would happen; they would open it, and everyone would just die. Um, so yeah, that's. Oh uh, yeah, I never thought of it that way. <laughs> but, but he is still important in the movie because. Like, yeah, he's not important in the climax, but the movie focuses on him trying to get it back. Well, that's true. Structurally, he is involved. Whereas with this, you could just not have the Joker in the movie, and nothing would really change yes. that much. You could cut out every scene that involved the Joker. Right. Even the flashbacks. Right. And you wouldn't lose anything out of that movie. And that's just a testament to how bad the editing is. Yeah. Oh, my God, the editing. Anyway, enough bashing on Suicide Squad. Let's move on. <laughs> Seems like we're, we were of an accord in that movie, too, anyway. Yeah, we're pretty much, yeah. At the very least, we agreed that it should have been much better it than it was. So much could have been better, yes. Uh, what else we got? Um, 
Well, I can't really think of anything else off the top of my head as far as things that we've disagreed on significantly. Right. Um, but you know, I'm sure that will I'm sure that will come up uh, as we kind of you know we cover more ground in future episodes. Right. Um, quick uh, quick roundup on um, TV stuff to kind of go with the little you know slices of geekdom theme here. Um, we all pretty much agreed that Castlevania was amazing, and yeah, season two of season that two is coming out next soon. October. We pretty much have our Shocking. because we're only doing two episode, one episode every two weeks. Um, <clears throat> we pretty much have all of October nailed in. We got Castlevania and, and the Adams family. Right, yeah. There you go. Which kind of works actually, because I like I like the idea of doing horror themed things for October right. and having it be something new and something old. So yeah, yeah, that does work. Something new and something classic, I should say. Yeah, there you right. go. Yeah, and you know, it's better to be focused and good than just kind of like, hey, here's a bunch of things. Yeah. And just kind of verbal diarrhea, you know. Right. So yeah, I'm looking forward to those episodes. That'll be fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, other, of course, obviously, there's the all the superhero-related TV stuff with uh, the CW stuff and the Netflix stuff. I fell out of watching that a while back. The just, CW stuff, you mean? Yeah. It yeah, just, I did too. It was... Although I'm a big fan of Black Lives Matter. to watch. Watch. Right. That That's, was my big. Yeah. Pro- There's just like okay. It feels like homework. It's each just, one's an hour. Each one's like an hour long. It's like how many? What? We're up to four fucking shows, guys. Like I got a life. I can't yeah. do this anymore. <laughs> I'm not in college anymore. This is coming from the Geek Podcast. It's like yeah. too much. Too much superhero stuff. Too much shows. Yeah. Too yeah, many shows. Yeah. Although I had heard recently that apparently Constantine is going to be joining the regular cast of Legends of Tomorrow. Which that makes me happy. I don't know. I like the character, but I'm not sure if he would work in that context. I don't know. I haven't watched any of Legends of Tomorrow. I just heard that... Sci-fi, time travel, and magic. I just heard that he's getting to be in, like... He's going to be regularly cast again, goddammit. This is happy. I, I watched the first couple seasons of that show. Matthew Ryan was a good... Was a good... Constantine. I like it for what it is. It's a fun show. It's it's not... It's, it's not something Sorry. I'll, I'll talk to people... Constantine. He actually very much insists on that. In the, yeah, in the, whatever. Uh, Hellblazer. It's uh, Legends of Tomorrow is one of those shows. Uh, I, I never, uh, I never find out that someone doesn't watch it and be like, "You must watch it." But if someone's like, "Hey, I'm looking for a show," I'm like, "Yeah, this is one you can put on your, this you know, your radar, your list." Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I've very much fallen out of those. I, I still like The Flash quite a bit, and that's always been my favorite Damn it, Barry. of those shows. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <Right>. Barry. <laughs> but. Um, yeah, no, it's, I mean, Arrow, eh, Arrow's kind of run its course. Yeah, Arrow's because Arrow has always been a little bit more of a soap opera. Yeah, it's like, well, then again, I mean, CW in general is going to well, tend that way. Yeah, didn't he end CW. up, like, winning the run, his, like, his bid for mayor? He became the mayor, and he has a son, and there's just, like, it's a soap opera that happens to be a superhero. Yeah, like, right? it should have just ended with him being mayor and being like, all right, now I'm going to clean up this town. Smash cuts two years later, the town is cleaned up. Or him realizing, oh my god, this is a terrible town, I can never clean it up, what was I thinking? Or, <laughs> I love being a superhero, I don't want to really clean the town up. <coughs> yeah. So, in any case. Um, yeah. CW yeah, stuff pretty much played out for the most part. Yeah, I think Netflix has been where we've gotten our best material. Oh, well, obviously, I mean... Um, you, I, I well, we you were, have the flexibility with Netflix. Yeah. You don't have to worry about commercials. You don't have to worry about how long the season is necessarily. You can make it as long or as short as it needs to be. And yeah. you don't have to worry about content as much. Right. Like you can make, like, I don't think you could make Jessica Jones for TV. 
No. Because there's way too much <clears throat> disturbing. Yeah, there's content. way too much disturbing content yeah. that you have to deal with. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. Um, you could probably make Luke Cage for TV, but you have to bleep out the N word a lot. Right. Yeah, you, you do. And the thing is, is on. Yeah, because Luke Cage. I mean, even when it's contextual. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. Well, not only that, but. Well, I feel like uh, it, it wouldn't lose a whole lot, but it would lose some like authenticity because it's like it. I feel like that kind of stuff. They, it doesn't feel like they. They're writing it to like, oh, let's just lean into it. But when it happens naturally, like mm-hmm. to make it believable, you need the freedom to be able to sprinkle right. that kind of stuff in. Exactly. Which is which is where yeah, which is where putting it on Netflix, they could get right. You know, they could get the right production team for that. They could get that balance. And Daredevil uh, is a good example of that too, where it's like, um, it's not, it's not one of those movies or not movies, but shows. It's not one of those productions. I'll just say that is gratuitous for the sake of being gratuitous, like a ridiculous torture porn movie like Hostel or something. But whenever it needs to be violent and up close and bloody brutal, it, it just is. It, and it, and it, yeah. Right. Yeah. And and it does it so goddamn well. And that's yeah. the thing too is like they do here's here's an important this is a this speaking is a, of next next episode will be a review of uh, of uh, Iron Fist season two. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Spoiler alert, much better than the first season. Uh, so opinion. far, yes. I've only watched like the first three episodes. So. But anyway, um, the it's all about, in my opinion, a lot of the, the things about... Uh, a lot of the thing about violence on screen is the context of the violence and how it's portrayed, not just how bloody is it or how gory is it. Because there can be, like... There can be violence that is over the top, but it's also cartoonish, and it's mm-hmm. not as disturbing. Like, sometimes like, you'll see that with, like, like... the Kill Bill violence? Yeah, it's like, come on, that's just funny. Like, it's not even... It doesn't seem real, and it's not as, like... But, like, some more brutal stuff that's not as, like, on paper, bloody or gory, is it could also... could actually affect you a lot more. It's all yeah. about the context of the violence, you know? Is that hallway fight in episode two of Daredevil 1? Oh, yeah, so good. You feel how yeah. exhausting that yeah. fight was. Yeah. yeah, you feel tired just watching that scene. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, and he goes into it tired. Goes into it right. tired. Yeah. Beat up. yeah. And then he comes out even more. He's like, Jesus, just man. Yeah. Yeah, Netflix has, Netflix original series have definitely been, I think, one of our most rife plumbing grounds as it were for right. content right and with that that's why you come off so hard as Marvel fanboys well and also just uh, because of the way they're done mm-hmm. and that they have the time to dedicate to all the like character nuance and stuff there's just mm-hmm. it's, there's so many good discussions that come from yeah. it yeah it's harder to be like oh hey here's like a here's a two hour movie uh, but when you get into the deep delve stuff of like a full season of like a Daredevil or a Luke Cage or something, there's just so much there. You yeah, know? There, there's so much. Yeah, and as, again with with something like Netflix, <clears throat> damn, that goes deep. Mm-hmm. But yeah, good stuff. Um, that's the takeaway. There is we've been accused the, by the by Netflix people. Marvel. Oh, <laughs> we've been accused by people of being like, oh, you just like everything that Marvel does and hate everything that DC does. It's like um, not true. No, no. no uh, well, okay. I, we have high standards for DC yeah. because we also love DC. I love like yeah. I want DC to be as good as Batman the animated series and Justice League. 
Yeah, and, yeah. and I will say, and that's another point in DC's favor, is they have consistently had awesome animated movies. Yeah, and they're... Yeah. they're we should well, Marvel should blown away We should Marvel really do, do, do some talking about the DC animated movies so that we can yeah, say go. some stuff that's good about DC. We don't always want to rag on DC-related things. But yeah, really what don't. do we do? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, that's a great... Uh, the most interesting man in the world <laughs> meme way to right. Don't always rag on DC. But when well, we, we do, do, we do it with gusto. <laughs> yeah. we, we don't always rag on DC, but when we do, we rag on the DC Cinematic Universe. Yeah. <laughs> Extended Universe. Extended. Extended. You can't call it the Cinematic Universe, because that, that's copyright of Marvel, I'm sure. Yeah, anyways. Yeah. Uh, let's I, see. Oh, we have uh, something that we didn't talk about, thank God. But uh, we could have perhaps mentioned slightly... Was the uh, Universal attempting to make the Dark oh, Universe? Oh my god. The Dork Universe? Yeah. First of all, just how stupid of a name is that? The Dark Universe. I mean, that's not a horrible name in general, but... I guess, here, in retrospective, I'm mocking it because it was such a ridiculous failed attempt. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, it that's, was. That's fair. If, that had, if it had been a good movie and it had actually launched something, well, I probably wouldn't okay. be making light of the name. Right, right. Pun intended. So far, the only thing that has come out with dark in the title. Okay, two things. Uh, Do I hear three? Our main weapons are... Our three. So, because... Alright, we we look at the clusterfuck that was Thor, the Dark dark World. Oh, the Dark World, yeah. Not good at all. Yeah. No. But... Had some fun scenes, but... Yeah. Now, I wouldn't say it's objectively... Bad is just boring and it was very boring and forgettable. It was very much it, it would it, the worst of the Marvel movies. Basically, I, I could I can yeah. I, I think we can all agree in our description of it as being a movie. Yes, and it was it was a movie. Things <laughs> happened, right? Things happened in it. Thor fought shit. Uh, uh, I believe he hit some things with a hammer. Yeah, right. <laughs> Loki was it? Loki was a deceptive bastard. Yeah. Uh, and Jane Foster, you know, was in love with Thor. Um, so God, they wrote her out in the third one. Yeah, check uh, a lot of boxes. <laughs> all right, check a lot of boxes. But okay, Justice League Dark. Oh yeah, oh yeah, Dude, yeah. Dark. Good goddamn. That God. was a good movie. The, right. the animated movie or the or the comics because there was also the comics Justice League. Dark. Anime, I'm going animated. Yeah. Okay. Because things movie. we tend to read. Yeah. But the only other two only the two movies with Dark in it are The Dark Knight and The Dark Knight Rises. That were in any way, to me, pretty good. What about the Dark Crystal? Not a not a not a superhero movie. I just oh, okay. superhero content. Yeah, I thought we were talking about content involving the word dark because no, the Dark DC. Universe was was right. Universal okay. monster movies. And well, there's yeah. a lot more. If we were just talking about stuff in general, there'd be a whole laundry list. Also, yeah. Dark Angel, and which I thought was a good show. Oh yeah, right. that takes um, me back. Yeah. Dark Matter. Yeah, Dark uh, Matter was good. Yeah, but again, sci-fi. You know. Anyway, but yeah, point is, Dark Universe was pathetic. I didn't see the Dark Knight Rises, so I re- so I reserve co- uh, comment. We were talking about the mu- the new Mummy movie. Yeah, we were talking about the new Mummy. Movie. Right. Yeah. Which, by the way, I call I not to brag, but I'm going to totally brag. I call that shit a mile away. 
I was like, they're going to remake The Mummy and put Tom Cruise in it. And they're going to try to launch a whole universe off this. This is probably going to be terrible, and I'm not going to bother seeing this in theater. Oh, yeah. Cut forward a couple months later, everyone's saying how terrible it is, and it went down in flames before the universe even... Yeah, was that, it killed the Dark Universe in one shot. It was quite impressive. Pro tip, studios. Don't try to launch an entire universe of movies off one movie. No. You make, you a, make good a good movie. Make a good movie and see where it goes. Exactly. Marvel did not go, hey, Iron Man, in the entirety of the MCU. They just made a good movie, and the rest came. There was a small stinger that could that yeah. teased a, 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 an expanded universe. Which cost you nothing. Yeah. It cost you, hey, Samuel L. Jackson, you want 20 bucks to appear yeah. in Samuel 20 L. seconds Jackson of movie? Samuel L. Jackson will show up for a $20 Applebee's gift card. <laughs> as long as he's not busy. As long as he gets to say motherfucker at least once. <laughs> it, it, somewhere in the contract. He, he waited through how many Marvel movies before we, got, before we even got motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, I do. I do find that hilarious. And I, speaking of calling shit a mile away, when they showed up, spoiler alert, folks, the end of the stinger at the end of Infinity War, and I knew he was going to start fading away. I'm like, oh, he's totally going to say motherfucker and then get interrupted. And it happened. And I was not disappointed. I'm like, yeah. called it. Yeah. Oh, it was. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, that's another that's another theme of the podcast, I guess. Over the the couple of years we've had so far is universes and continuity and yeah. you know all that stuff, all the dreaded it's, continuity. It's easy to make content out of something that is continuous, right? Because you can just talk about the next thing. I mean, we've done it with Final Fantasy games and Self, Fallout games, self perpetuating yeah content yeah. engine. Yes, yes, content engine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I enjoyed our, our PC versus uh, console gaming episode. That was fun. Mm-hmm. That's another, by the way, another trophy thing that we'll keep going to. Uh, we keep getting to go back to the well for is this fandom versus that fandom. Something versus something else. This tribe versus, of geeks versus yeah. this tribe of yeah. geeks. Yeah. yeah. Because who would win in a fight? It always wor- it, it always makes for a decent. Uh, I, was, I was thinking more along the lines of just real life like fandom well, that's true. silliness, yeah. but you know. But I'm just saying, who would win in a fight always makes for good, contentious conflict. Well, yeah, I mean, there's entire, uh, you know, series ep- uh, and things de- dedicated to that. Yeah, right. Uh, but, yeah, um, other stuff. Uh, of course, we haven't really talked about tabletop stuff so far, and we've had some episodes on D&D and World of Darkness and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. I'm sure we'll, we'll kind of, uh, we'll, we'll do some other different stuff, maybe some non uh, I mean, obviously, World of Darkness was you know very different than traditional D and D stuff. Um, but there's some other types of stuff we haven't really addressed. Like I'd love to talk sci-fi. About, I'd love to talk about Fate Court sometime. Tabletop. Yeah, yeah. I, I got to say um, that seems like a really cool system. I, I watched the uh, there's a tabletop episode, of which Fate, is what yeah. we can show on Geek and Sundry for those who don't know, uh, where did, they did Fate and they did a fantastic job of quickly summarizing how the system works and what makes it interesting. Yeah, Fate's a really interesting system. And, and it was only, like, maybe an hour or less, so I was really impressed that they were able to pull that off, you know? So, yeah, that was pretty fun. Uh, that was a fun episode. Um, I guess, you know, I, I talked earlier about, you know, taking more recent developments and kind of tying them in. We had our D&D... That was actually one of our first episodes. was a D&D episode. Um, there have been a lot of releases since we then. We established the running jo- joke of Ben being old. Yes, yeah. <laughs> when Elf was a class, played when Elf and was a D&D class. came in a box. <laughs> yeah. Without yeah. dice. Take a look inside. D&D in a box. Yep. Yeah. Speaking of, I recently found the original Dynamite article that brought me to, to D&D. Which oh, yeah. 1981. 
goddamn. So I was negative eight years old at that point. Negative four years old. <laughs> Thirteen. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, back in my day. Ben was old enough to drink the year I was born. Fucking <laughs> uh, <laughs> And by that point, had had 12 jobs. <laughs> because that's another running joke about Ben. I have done many things, yes. <laughs> Uh, let's see. So a thousand jobs of uh, <laughs> a thousand things. There have been a lot of significant. Uh, there have been a lot of releases since we talked about D and D. There, there have been uh, Mordenkainen's Tome of Foes, uh, Tales from the Yawning Portal. Just, uh, just Speaking recently, of content just issues. last week, just fifth edition. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they did um, the. Uh, they released um, uh, Dragon Heist, which is a Waterdeep based uh, adventure path or module or whatever the hell you want to call it campaign. Um, I think that's cool because they haven't really done any like urban stuff. They haven't done any like you know city-based stuff yet. So that's different. That'll be cool. Um, in non-Dungeons and Dragons related news, Paizo is releasing Pathfinder version two. Yeah, which is edition. apparently effectively a mix between fifth edition and and current Pathfinder. And well, what's interesting is some of some of the stuff. Some I've of the heard, stuff they're doing is interesting. I don't like a lot of it. Well, I, but then I've not. But then, like, I've not liked the two most new generations of D and D all that much either. The the playtest. So. What I've heard from some of the playtest people is some of the stuff they're implementing, and this is the ultimate irony, mm-hmm. is stuff that is either stuff that's inspired by or very extremely similar to fourth edition mm-hmm. stuff. Yep. And the entire reason Pathfinder exists. Is because a lot of people didn't care for fourth edition. Yep. So, uh, wizards. Well, Paizo also felt like they could time. do more with the three with the three five business model because they had been the one. Paizo was also the people that that published both Dungeon and Dragon magazine. Yeah. Yeah. So they're like, well, we know how to design content for this system. Why don't we just slap a new name on it and keep making games? Because the D twenty system that it's based off of is OGL. Well, that's the thing is they yeah they really <laughs> they really screwed the pooch with their OGL uh, stance there because they created their own competition, which went on to I mean didn't Pathfinder sell significantly better than Fourth oh, Edition? Oh, so much better. It's Pathfinder is is one of it is almost as big as D and D. It's so funny how that stuff works. Yeah. <laughs> the pendulum swings, you know. Yeah. And now Fifth Edition is, you know, it's been selling like gangbusters. It's the uh, it's sold. It's the new hotness. Well, it's sold more than every previous edition of D and D combined. So I think that's worth noting. <laughs> now there's a lot of reasons, a lot of factors. A lot of it has to do with like the For rise cool. of streaming uh, <laughs> yeah. and. Um, the accessibility of the game design of Fifth yeah, Edition. Critical Role has definitely had an impact. Yeah, along with you know the other forerunners, Acquisitions Incorporated, and uh, you know Adventure Zone and Nerd Poker and all that other stuff. But yeah, Critical Role is uh, one of the biggest, not the biggest. Pretty sure it's the biggest. Probably. Um, but yeah, it's 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 interesting how it's kind of you know went back and forth. And I, I'm I'm all for healthy competition. You know, mm-hmm. because it tends to generate the best content possible. Indeed. And creativity and all that good stuff. Uh, but yeah. Um, oh, also, um, new editions of classic tabletop games. Um, Vampire the Masquerade Fifth Edition. Mm-hmm. Just uh, well, it's it's kind of in a weird like limbo right now. It's like it's out question mark. Like 
it, you can order it online, but I'm not sure if it's in an, uh, or is, am I getting it backwards? There, there's a difference in the time release of when it's available in local game stores and when it's available online. It's kind of weird. So, one of the things that White Wolf, because they're back to being actually White Wolf again. Are they? Yes. Okay. Um, yeah, that's a whole thing in and of itself. <laughs> one of the things that White Wolf has actually like really done well, like they're heavily partnered with, drive, with drive-through RPG yeah. and print-on-demand books. So a lot of their initial runs, quote unquote, aren't runs at all. Yeah. They just go on drive through and drive through prints them when someone orders a book. Right. Um, <laughs> Which, by the way, totally the wave of the future or present is one yeah. may interpret it because that was a big issue was people not knowing quite what the demand was yeah. and like how much supply there should be and people wind up either not having enough or having way too much and yep. wasting money on stuff that wouldn't sell. Print on demand and taking up that space, problem. Yeah, taking up oh, space on shelves that it shouldn't. <laughs> yeah. I know that from personal experience. Yeah, it's, you know, it's niche uh, stuff and, you know, it's just, I don't know, it, it's interesting the whole, you know, way the sales model has kind of developed. And also, but, also in, D- in uh, tabletop related news, I backed a very successful Kickstarter for a game called Red Markets, which was released by a friend of mine here in Springfield. Awesome. When did that officially release? Uh, about a year ago. I can't remember exactly. I've had the book for a while. Just funny because like I haven't played it with anyone except for with the designer. <laughs> How like, many times can I, you say that? I helped play test that game a couple times. <laughs> Right. Like two different iterations of the rule set, which is something that you don't get to say very often. It's kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> Should have him on sometime to talk about game design. That'd be interesting. Also, I could uh, utilize the fact that his his podcast is way more popular than mine. How are we doing on time? Uh, I'm not sure. We're probably running out. Eventually. Uh, yeah, we got eight minutes left. Okay. <laughs> So, I mean... <clears throat> what other significant things do you want to touch on while we still have time? Um, well, it's sad, but we, we, we lost we lost the, present, the presentation of Wookiee until he decides to come back. Miss you, buddy. Um, now that we're, we're doing a every-other-week thing, he may be more, you know... This is possible. ...available. We'll see. This is entirely possible. Um, I know that part of it was that he felt like it was just taking up too much time. Um, which you know I can under, I can understand and kind of relate to, but I, I will keep doing this until I die. So um, uh, other things, other things. I, I, trust me, I got plenty of material here. If you well, you, we've got eight minutes. <laughs> go, go, we got eight minutes. What okay, else you well, want? Let's just do quick hits then. So <coughs> yeah. we acknowledge a lot of the stuff because mm-hmm. that's kind of the whole point. Um, so we, t- we Ben we fell asleep. Had some discussion on Luke uh, Luke Cage uh, and just you know general Netflix hero show stuff. Um, I enjoyed our Ravenloft episode. That was fun. Oh yeah, that was fun. Yeah. I said more things that, when taken out of context, make me sound like a horrible racist. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, we established that pretty early. <laughs> but it's funny how things taken out of context can make one seem terrible. That's always been the case. Yes, I know. Yes, uh, because out of context. It, it is, but it is funny how much I say that, like, out of context just makes me sound like the worst person ever. 
Yeah. Uh, I enjoyed our, our romance option episode. I thought that was an interesting. <laughs> yes, that was <laughs> a lot of romance option. That it's was a great fun. title, by the way. Yeah. Uh, props for you for the the title there. Um, the Rocky Horror episode was just fun to do because we all just kind of sat around and watched, watched it and the, drank and yeah, and then carried on and ate food and, and then recorded. Okay. Yeah. Most painful prep for an episode has got to still be the Star Wars special. Oh, the Star Wars holiday, Star Wars holiday, holiday special. special. Speaking yes. of copious amounts of drinking to get through You're something. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Now we understand why Carrie Fisher... I can't remember if we got Ethan there for that We one. did. We did. Yeah. yeah. And I got him. I also got him here for The Room, which was the episode I just did with him. Right, right. right. Which... <laughs> oh, <Yeah>. hi, Mark. <laughs> That's such a good, bad movie. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, that one was... I mean, now I understand why Carrie Fisher had a drinking problem. <laughs> well, amongst other things. And her right. cocaine problem. Oh, um, The Muppets was a really fun episode. I enjoyed that thoroughly. That yeah, was... I love The Muppets. And I feel like uh, that that's one of those things where it's just a nice, like, pure, wholesome, everyone can just kind of, you know, have mm-hmm. fun with it thing, as opposed to sometimes it gets into, mm-hmm. you know... Like I said, Geek Tribes warring and stuff like that. I've got an idea for an episode to do next February, which we haven't done yet, but I think would be fun. Muppets in Love? No. <laughs> um, in February, I think we should do an Oscar Picks episode. Oh, okay. Because the Oscars happen every February, and I used to watch them all the time back when I had a television service, um, as opposed to Netflix. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, right. semantics... Yeah, like yeah. it has become a television yes, service with all the programming. Now. My television no longer picks up broadcasts, so I cannot watch the Oscars. Oh yeah, well you're not missing anything. I loved the watching the Oscars when I was a kid. Like <laughs> watching the Oscars was a fam- was a family tradition. We'd all get to sit down and watch the Oscars. Well, there you go. So, uh, so I think it'd be fun to do a, a fight over Oscar brackets episode. Well, if anything, if, if nothing else, um, we know that we don't have to worry about being uh, bribed and lobbied by studios. Damn it! Why not? A big part of my issue with the Oscars is that it's just a silly like, hey, let's elect the popular. Hey, let's pre- buy an Oscar. President. Yeah, let's who? Yeah, who purchases the Oscars yeah. here? Yeah, uh, that's see. true. Uh, well, something we'll I'm sh- we'll be we'll be going back to this well many times in the future, but we've talked about before the uh, the Disney Fox merger and a lot of Disney related things in various episodes. It'll be interesting to see what happens with so that. The, the Fallout there, which is a whole other series of. Episodes, we also need to way. get back to doing talking about Fallout. Especially with 76, uh, 76 coming out here soon. Yeah. Um, um, what else? Uh, Firefly was a fun episode. Um, yes. There's not a whole lot of you know future stuff there considering it oh. kind of had its moment and it's right. done. Yep. Speaking of um, Fallout, um, just real quick, Archive of Our Own has a lot of Fallout fan fiction. Okay. Say what now? Archive of Our Own. Has a lot of Fallout oh, fan okay. fiction, apparently. That was a title for a thing. I That's thought you were title, referencing title Archives. Title for a website. Yeah. Okay. Archive of Our Own. Uh, let's see. Oh, and it does occur to me, um, we had a Diablo episode commemorating the anniversary. We had a StarCraft episode commemorating the anniversary. We have conspicuously not addressed Warcraft yet. Well, that uh, could we be should have a Warcraft, Warcraft episode at some point. Loctar Ogar. I, I never played. I never played uh, World of Warcraft though, so we don't even need to address WoW if we don't want to. That's true. World of Warcraft, Warcraft alone has you know this is plenty true. of meat to uh, delve so, into. So you know, one thing we I don't know what you want, me kid. <laughs> you want axe? <laughs> um, we done a, we haven't done a Doctor Who episode, have we? No, but that's because Wookie left and Mike hasn't seen it. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, by all means, uh, you know. So it's we have to do a Doctor Who. I I feel like it would be like the time to do a Doctor Who episode at this point 
would be right before third, uh, the, the new series starts. Reports. Yes. And I have friends in the hooligans who I'm sure would love to, to, co- to uh, co-host. I, I'm perfectly fine with uh, doing the Week of Geek and everything. Like, well, see you later, guys. I'll shut myself <laughs> out because I know no, nothing no, about anyways. Point, at that point, we, have, we need to have... <laughs> We need to have like a a TARDIS sound, where we make it where like Mike's the only person in the room. There's a TARDIS sound, and then we, you know, it's like, "Where's Mike?" <laughs> and, and then I, I come can, back, and it's like, "This is Mike from the future. I've seen all the all the Doctor Who episodes, and there's something very important I need to tell you." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Oh, speaking of, oh my God. Okay, friend of mine from the place where I do my day job mm-hmm. um, is going. You, are to, you similarly bound from saying from talking about that? I just don't like talking about it. Uh, uh, fair enough. Um, you know, it, it takes from the aura of being a self-employed writer. Anyways, um, got a friend who's going to New York Comic Con who is going to get me a signed, personalized, autographed uh, picture from David Tennant. Awesome. Fuck you. <laughs> well, that's yeah. It's it's costing me costing me good. It's gonna bucks. cost a lot because. So funny, funny name at a big con. Well, no, funny, funny, quick thing to say about that. Most of the times, most of the time, it's not the big name at the con charging for the autograph. Oh yes, yeah, it's, it's the con. Yeah, definitely. Because the con is making up is recouping their costs for getting the big name to the show to the right. con. Yeah, because they well they yeah they they basically say you will make X amount by going yeah. There, there's to a lot of misplaced uh, hostility. Yeah. Because people are like, oh, how dare this person charge? It's like, no, it's the con. Yeah. Frequent, if, you, frequently, if you don't want that, then they will not be there. Yeah. So make also frequently, if you can find that guest not at the thing, they'd be happy to do pretty much anything with you for free. Yeah. Most of the time, unless they're crawled up their own ass. Well, yeah. yeah, yeah. If you can get them away from where the con is. My yeah. my friend Melinda uh, was at a con in England. I think it was. I think it was Melinda. So one of my friends was at a con in England that had Daniel Radcliffe as the big draw, and she ran into him in a restaurant, and like they and they. And he's like, can I just get a picture? Sure. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. It's like I just saved fifty to hundred dollars. <laughs> right. By switching to by switching to non-con. Yeah. But anyways. Um, so anyways. Uh, but yeah. we're we're pretty much out of time. So we we have many plans for the future. As you can tell by listening to this episode, yeah. we came up with a several of them. Just yeah. On the spot. Perhaps yeah. we should have a looking forward to next year episode in a couple in a in a bit near but, the end of the season. Yeah. What? Near the end of the season. Uh, yeah, looking forward. Yeah, looking forward to the following year. Yeah. That's usually when we do that. There you go. Because it's easy to make content planning or oh, talking t- talking about the future, planning for the future, or talking about the past. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. Next in two weeks, we will be uh, reviewing uh, Iron Fist Two, which so far I've I've only watched like the first couple episodes. This is not a big spoiler. It has been way better than Iron Fist One. Which, admittedly, is like saying that um, the first Tim Burton Batman movie is better than um, everything after. <laughs> well, no, I, I feel like it's it's like saying that water with lemon in it is better than just water, <laughs> or it's saying water is better than nothing. Yeah, <laughs> or by it's like saying that the or water with ice in it is better than water. Like I'm not no, trying to say that it's, Iron it's like, Fist Two is bad. It's just that. It's Iron like, Fist 1 was such a low hurdle to jump. It really it's was. like saying The Empire Strikes Back is better than the prequels. 
Okay. I mean, I haven't seen the whole of season two, so I can't say if it's a, if it's an Empire level, but sure, well, I can buy like, that. Yeah. No. Uh, anyway, the point is, it doesn't suck, and we'll talk. Yes, about it doesn't it. suck, and we'll talk about it in two weeks. Yeah, we'll, we'll make up comparisons. Then. Yes. In the meantime, uh, thank you for listening to our episode. Uh, this has been Neil, the one true Ben, and Mike, and we will talk to you next time on Geek Anthology. Yeah.